Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Good morning. This is Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Bish and Joe Ranieri, and we turn the clock on the month of March. And into the month of April. Yesterday, of course, uh, April Fools uh, came and went, Joe. And, you know, I would wonder, you know, did anybody play any tricks on you or anything like that? I thought we'd put a moratorium on all that, right? I'm, I'm fairly certain there was absolutely no April Fool's Day joke allowed, period. Uh, unless, of course, it's for the kids. And I'm, uh, I'm sure that there's, uh, there might have been a uh, April Fool or two going on with the little ones uh, because... Nothing's funnier than torturing your brothers or sisters during yeah. April Fools. Yeah, a um, couple of interesting notes along those lines from uh, from yesterday. My daughter, I mean, it's like hard to fight anything now. Like if they want to do something in the house, I'm just kind of like, yeah, sure, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, she's like, can I send uh, mommy uh, a text? And and somehow they charge for this text, like a dollar. I'm like, how does this even a dollar? I can do this and just like you know get a, a fake phone or whatever, mm-hmm. but. She's like, can I set it up so mommy signs up uh, for a years-long fitness uh, class and she'll not know what she signed up for, like April 1st? So I'm like, all right, fine. So basically the text says, Congrat- uh, thank you so much for signing up with whatever fitness in South Florida. Uh, your, card is, your credit card has been processed for the next year. You know, essentially, it's an April Fool. Um, so whatever, she did that. My wife bought it, didn't realize it was Good. April Fool's, and then that was the April Fool's. Awesome, very extravaganza good. in the house. I'll was, tell you the. Oh, yeah, go your ahead. wife going? Oh my God! It's uh, it's it's identity theft. <laughs> you know that happened to me actually. Did it uh, really? I. You know what? That's you know so so two stories. So so here's the two stories that we'll tell here at the top of the show. Um, I'll get to the identity theft here in a minute. Um, but the first story I want to mention at least is uh, I went out of the house, Joe. Mm-hmm. I left. Yes, this is true. Okay. I, I actually went grocery shopping today uh, for the first time in, I don't know, I want to say it was almost three weeks. I got to tell you, I was a little disturbed with the amount of people that are out. Like, I thought it would be a ghost town. Nope. But here in Florida, man, like I know yesterday the uh, governor came out and basically, you know, shut us down uh, as of Thursday. But man, like, like I felt like strange walking around. It's public here for those people who don't know in Florida. And like no one really wearing masks. Not, all, I mean, some people, some right. people wearing gloves, and I'm like looking around, and people are looking at me funny that I was wearing gloves and all that masks. And look, I got kids, I you know, parents, wife, you know, I got to be more careful. But yep. I got to say, it caught me by surprise a little bit. I don't know that I'll be going back for a few weeks, but that's that was my one takeaway from that. I, I tried to explain it to you, man, because you been, did, you t- you tried. Yeah. It's been a very interesting, and really in our in the South Florida area where we are, they've kind of shut us down since last week, um, and they've been telling everyone don't go out, stay in. So you know, the governor here yesterday goes ahead and and signs a you know makes it official. Like, okay, so basically restaurants uh, remain open. If right. you're stocking shelves at Publix, you're still coming out. Right. Um, you know, basically all the essential. Nothing really changes other than he signs something. And I don't know if you don't have to be out. I'm not quite sure why anybody's out in the streets anyway. It's, it's kind of mind-blowing to me, to tell you the truth. 
Yeah, and, and especially considering if everybody would just do this for a month, maybe there's a chance that, you know, for our lives, we would get a lot back in May and June and July. And it's I don't think it's a lot to ask in terms of the sacrifice. But, uh, you know, a lot of young people just don't think it's going to affect them and, and are not really thinking big picture here how you could end up affecting somebody else. So I certainly am taking it seriously. Um, now to the, the story that uh, the identity theft story. This yeah. actually is a very uh, interesting story. It happened to me one month ago, two days ago, one really? month ago. Yes, it was during spring training. And uh, and I won't use the name. I'll keep the name safe because I think that he'll, maybe he would get weird about that. But uh, somebody on Twitter messaged me at about 7.30 at night one month ago during spring training. And it's a baseball player. Okay, I get the message through direct message on Twitter. You're aware of that, right? Yep, like absolutely. Yep. Okay. You're a big Twitter guy, so you mm -hmm. get it. So I get the message, and the message says, hey, Craig, listen, um, I would like you to be a brand ambassador for uh, this sneaker company that I'm going to be working with. Do you think that you'd be interested? Now, honestly, Joe, I'm pretty sharp. I don't get duped. I'm a good hustler. Like right. I, I'm good. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, all right, well, I mean, I mean, like somebody's asking me to do this. I respond in the, in the message. Listen, are you sure you really mean me? Like you want me to be an amb ambassador for sneakers? Like, I don't know. Like, and then the response was, yeah, definitely, man, it would be great. I could really use the help. I'm like, all right, well, you're a good kid. You know, it's been good getting to know you thus far. I'll I'll go ahead. I'll sign up. I'll, I'll help you out. When do I got to do it? Sends me a link. Just fill out the information. They'll send you the sneakers, and then we'll hook up. I'm like, when do you want to hook up? Like at at a game or spring training before? Yeah, yeah. We'll do it that way. I'm like, all right, fine. You know, that sounds you know relatively pain free. So sends me the link. I click the link. Of course okay? you do. Mm -hmm. I click the link. Mm -hmm. And it's asking me for my uh, to put my email address in to sign in, like my Gmail. And I'm like, all right, well, I mean, I, I honestly maybe I'm just stupid. I'm very, I, I gotta tell you, for all things in this world, I'm very careful about this sort of stuff. But it just seemed like it's coming through this guy's direct message. Right, like, exactly. Right. Yep. So I fill out it. I fill it out, and within a minute, okay, I lose everything. Oh, so this guy's got my Twitter. This guy has got my, oh. this guy's got my Gmail. He's got my uh, Venmo, oh. PayPal, all of my accounts, everything. One by one, I see all my passwords being changed and I can't get into anything, nothing. Oh. One by one, this is on like February 28th. So I'm flipping out, man. I'm, tr I'm changing, like I got my bank account secure. Like yep. it was like, I'm doing this for like two, three hours. Okay? Wow. I'm going, like, yeah, I'm like, okay, I got this secure. I got that secure. I was able to reset my email, mm -hmm. able to reset a couple of other billing things, insignificant. Venmo, I told them, listen, I got duped here. I went to the Twitter handle. It looked like the Twitter handle was changed. So it was a, it was a big mess. Man. Wow. Yeah. So, um, so after a couple hours, I'm like, okay, now I don't have my Twitter. Right. My Twitter's been hacked. Mm -hmm. My Gmail's been hacked. Okay. I got everything else back. But those are the two things that have been hacked. So um, the I go back into the direct message. 
Okay. And uh, the hacker had texted me some information because I gave him my cell phone number. Of course. Phone, of course you did. Yeah, nice of him. And I reach out to the hacker. And I said, listen, you got me good. Okay? Mm -hmm. You got all my stuff. You got everything. Right. Can we talk about this a little bit? And he's like, what do you want to talk about? And I'm like, look, you know, I really would like my Twitter back. And Joe, honest to God, this is what's You happening. had no access to any of it. Like, it was all... No, was but I, and I'm texting some unknown hacker. Oh, my God. And I'm like, listen, can you please look? I'm a father. I got kids. This is right. what I use Twitter for my job. He's like, no way. I don't give that stuff back. It's mine now. You lose, you know, whatever. And, and I'm wow. like, man, I'm usually a sharp guy. And he's right. like, yeah, you should have seen the guy I got before you. Oh, no. I'm like, look, can we work it out? Can we work? He's like, what do you want to work out? I'm like, look, you know, I respect the hustle. Right. This is what your job is. That's what it I is. I get it. Right. You know, I mean, is, is this a money thing? Like, what, what are we doing here? What are we going to mm -hmm. do? He's like, well, I'll make an offer to how much it would cost to get back. I'm like, look. You already zapped my Venmo and PayPal. So how do you think I'm going to pay you? Right, like, how, exactly. How can I even right. pay you right now to get my stuff back? Right. Well, you know, how about Cash App? I'm like, I don't use that app. If I sign up, fine, but I'm not going to have access to any money for, like, days. He's like, right. all right. So he's extorting me, and I'm going along with it. Is that right? I, I'm happy to be extorted. So uh, finally, he's like, you know, you seem like a good guy. Uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give you your Gmail back. Really? After texting Joe back and forth, what do you, you know, talking about our lives, what we do, and every, you know, he's showing me the, how he hacks people and everything like that. No he's like, way. Yeah, he's telling me he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, hack SIM cards next and swap SIMs, do illegal oh. stuff. He's telling me the whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, it's great, it's awesome, Joe. I'll yeah. say it. You're like, this is uh, great, dude. I'm like, you're the man. You're the man. Go, you, you, you do your thing. I'll do my thing. You know. So Twitter, I got locked out of. You know, okay, and, uh, and I couldn't get back in regardless because what happened was is that when you hack a Twitter account, I complained to say obviously somebody hacked my Twitter account. Once they that happens, they freeze your account. Yes. Yeah. So uh, luckily, in a couple of days, I got that back. But before that, so he's like, "Look, here's the deal that I'm going to make with you." Okay, I got all your stuff, and I probably have stuff of yours that you don't even know about. Right. But, right. but I'm going to give you back your passwords for every single thing that you got right uh because he's got my email joe he could see every single everything thing I have. yeah you're screwed at that point yep. but i'm gonna but i'm gonna give it all back to you under one condition i want to keep one thing okay and i'm like what's that he's like i want your disney plus account no stop so he says listen here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna give it all back but really? i am gonna keep my username and password on your disney plus account okay don't change it and I'm going to give you the username and password so you can access it too. No. But I want to but I want access to your uh, Disney account. If you don't if you if you give me your word that you're not going to change the password for your Disney Plus account, then I'm going to give you back all of your stuff. I'm like, let's do it. This you guy realize said, this was probably a 12-year-old, right? Yeah. Maybe 15. <laughs> so, whatever it is, so he sent so he sent me all of the stuff back. Everything. Everything. Every, except for the Disney Plus. Wow. And so right now, this person, wherever he is in the world, because he's using a VPN, he can't get a hold of these people. Right, of course. Um, he is, we, we share a Disney Plus account. 
as, as to, to get all my stuff back. And and listen, I am like super duper secure with everything I use now. Like that I put a million you. passwords. I'm shocked because you're usually the guy that will uh, that you'll lock that down. I am shocked that he got you, man. Shocked. Got me bad, but you know what? You know what it is? It's like the equivalent of let's say Sussman just started texting you something. You know? Yes. Hey Joe, I need you to do this, right? You'd be like, would you really think twice about it? Like I don't know. Like I mean. Uh, things have happened in my house. Swift to do it too. Wait, wait, keeping it a player. He obviously did some research. Well, he hacked a player's account and he went to the, to the guy who had the most followers and it was me. Wow. He told me, this is what I do. He's like, I hack football players. I hack boxers. I hack all these people. They are so stupid. They give me all their information. And he said that once it comes from a verified account, like somebody like from that person to you, it becomes easy to do. I mean, That's Joe, correct. I'm going back and forth with this guy. I got all the texts for like an hour. We're just going wow. back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah so, I'm thinking it's a 14, 15 year old. Too, I was though. so not, I was, I couldn't have been nicer. I was so nice. I was like, don't worry. I like, thank you. I'm like, but listen, if you're going to hack people, like going at, like going after somebody like me is one thing, but you're going after major league baseball players. I got like security and stuff there. Yeah, like they're right, going to exactly. really come after you hard. Um, and he's, he's like, like, all right. Yeah, I ain't worried about that. No, he's <laughs> like, all right, I won't do baseball players anymore. <laughs> he's not playing 12 year old. <laughs> he showed me pictures. He, he's like, this is me on Instagram, my hacking crew, whatever. I'm like, wow. okay, great. And listen, I, I, and I gotta say, like, like I'm a good negotiator. Like wow. I, I, I'm very good with that. And, and I'm a good convincing somebody. Yeah. So, um, I, we haven't had any contact really That's since amazing. the next day uh, of that. We, he did he did text me the next day to ask me, did you end up getting your Twitter back? I'm like, no, I didn't get it he back did. at the time. So he was actually concerned enough for yeah, it. Yeah, you know, a, a, a concerned hacker. We wow. all need a concerned hacker. Wow. And then if you go back on my Twitter timeline, you'll see a few days later I tweeted out. I was like, listen, if you ever get hacked, you know, you may want to be nice to the person that hacks you yes. because you never know, maybe you'll end up getting all your stuff back. I'm sure a lot of people in my position would have never even started texting back yes. with the person that, that uh, hacked them. But I'm like, man. Yes. And the I'm fact like, that you know, he did engage you and text you back like that was, uh, this was not a career criminal because he'd have gotten um, the money and left and you'd never heard from him again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Venmo, he could have done, I was like, how much money did yep. you take from my Venmo? Right. He's like, nothing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah. like, Okay. Yeah. It wasn't about that. It was look at what I can do. And he was good. Uh, <laughs> he was good. He got me real good. You know. The next wave of so, uh, of hackers, ladies, and, and you know what? They are all out having a field day right now because everybody's online right now. That's right. And, and look, I'm not going to say that I wasn't scared because I was. Like I was petrified. I was sweating sitting at my computer. Like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get all this stuff? I'm like. I'm trying to like change everything, but I got no email address to change it to because he's hacked my uh, email address accounts, changing all my passwords, putting like the uh, two-factor security, the three-factor, yep. writing down like extra keys so people can't get it. Like um, it was, it was, it was bananas. But wow. But the lesson that I would give is, of course, first of all, if anybody has an email address, you need to have like some really good security on it and yep. change your and. And change your passwords more frequently. I this never had never happened to me. So yep. I was using like passwords that I hadn't changed in a long time. Now I am a lot more careful. And in the end, the moral of the story is is that look, is it wrong what the guy's doing? Of course the kid, of course, is horrible. Nobody should ever do it. This is not a living to have. Right. Find right, something right. legitimate. But at right. the same time, it's a kid trying to get his hustle on. Yep. And 
all I was doing in that situation was basically placating him a little bit by saying, hey, you know, it's all right. I don't I don't have any beef with you, whatever. I just, I just want my stuff back, you know? Yep. yep. And, I, and, and I ended up getting it all back, and now I am so careful. I, I, I wouldn't even go online anymore I if have. I was you. I wouldn't even. <laughs> this show, somebody could hack. Wouldn't have been good. Hack, hack I'd have threatened show. to kill him. It would have been a mess. It was better you than me, man, because I'd have, I'd have went sideways. Well, what there. could, what would you, what would you do? I'd, like, I'd, I'd, I'd have threatened the kid every which way known to get mankind. <laughs> so that would have, yeah, I'd have threatened him, his parents, the whole nine. I would have went right down the list that we I were know, but he, I mean, let's say the kid is in like Ohio. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. I like, know. Like on a fake phone with a VPN, it's like yep. you have no recourse. Like yep. literally nothing to do right, now. Listen, kudos to you for for reaching back out to him there and starting the dialogue. Well done. Well done. I, I thought, you know what, let me try and negotiate going. my way out of this situation. That was good, man. That was well done. Yeah, and the way that he got the player was basically saying, hey, look, do you want to be, do you want me to send you a free pair of sneakers? You know? That's, of course. Smart, though, man, very smart. Right, yeah. right, right. And, and in the end, like, I am definitely taking the full blame for this, mm-hmm. but I got to say, without outing the player, this player was not all that smart. Wow. Wow, like, that's, Like, yeah. it was, yeah. like, you, like you're a major league baseball player. Do you really like some random yep. dude texting you? Like, or even somebody verified you to a pair of sneakers? I'd look yeah, at what that. Do you like, think, what do you think is going on here, dude? Like, what do you think is happening? Like, I got millions of dollars. Like, I don't need your sneakers. But <laughs> anyway, that's that's my that's hack. Great story, man. Yeah, true. Absolutely a good true. story. You know, me yeah. having to negotiate all of it. I'll, yep. One day we'll post the text. Pretty fun. It's awesome. I love that. All right. So, uh, great way to start the show today. Coming up next, uh, this day in fantasy sports history, along with the birthdays for April the 2nd. Today, of course, is April the 2nd, 2020. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back with more fantasy sports today. It is Craig Mish, along with Joe Ranieri here on the show. No hacking. None. Just (laughs) sports programming. We'll be back right after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. It is Craig Mish along with Joe Ranieri. Today is April the 2nd, 2020, and this is Fantasy Sports Today right here on Sports Grid. Thanks so much for checking us out. I know a lot of you have been reaching out to me and saying, hey, thanks so much for all the programming. But of course, it is not just me. It is Joe Ranieri and Dane Martinez and Ariel Epstein and, uh, and Jared Smith. And who am I missing? Uh, Scott Farrell and wow. Gabe Morency. Yeah. Uh, Joe Pizzapia, uh, a lot of us here. That's it. Blewett, Cam, the whole nine. Yep. Yeah, Cam Stewart. Too. Yep. Yeah, listen, we got a great, great crew here that's putting on programming for you yep. uh, every single day. And uh, and we couldn't get it done, of course, without Greg Sussman, Mike Cardano, and uh, and the big boss, Lou Mayon. So uh, thank you guys so much for keeping us on the air. 
by watching us, it tells us that you're enjoying the programming. Yep. And wherever you're watching it, and I would also emphasize, like I do here on the show every day, you may say, oh, Craig, I watch you every day. Why do you keep saying it? The same thing. Well, it's working. You guys keep subscribing. Yeah, broke, don't fix show. it. Yep. Um, it's like that commercial that you see on TV. You're like, why do they keep showing the pillow? Well, people keep buying the pillow. So they keep Thank showing you, very much. you guys keep yep. watching. So keep subscribing and keep liking our shows on YouTube, and we'll keep uh, producing those for you. Exactly. So we got through April 1st. We got through it. There were there was uh, a few interesting days in history. I, I want to say also, before we get into this day in history for uh, April 2nd, uh, we did a WrestleMania yesterday. Yes. It seems like this is the time of the year for WrestleMania, Joe, because there were a lot of WrestleManias on April the 2nd. So mm-hmm. uh, if you're interested in a this day in history WrestleMania, go back and watch yesterday's show. I skipped over all the WrestleManias for today. Fair enough? Yeah, fair enough. Done. Yep. And I agree with it. I, I, yeah, it's always been this time of year. Always. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to do every WrestleMania in history. No. Save that for another show. Exactly. All right. So let's run through them here. It is this day in fantasy sports history. This is April the second. Oh. Well, and, that means uh, you probably needed an, uh, some sort of picture that was going to go along with that, isn't it? Yes. Yep. So, so it's definitely more than three. So hold on one second. Let me grab. Uh, go ahead. Uh, this is where you vamp. Go ahead. Keep vamping. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we got we got four uh, different choices for for you guys today on uh, this day in history. I would say this: the interesting part of the early part of April for those of you who know and who pay attention to sports, right? Is it is not just WrestleMania, but a big part of the early part of April is, of course the college basketball championship. And there were a lot of champions also crowned on this day in history from many, many years ago as well. Okay, uh, this day in history, uh, 1984, April the 2nd. You remember this, Joe. This was uh, John Thompson as the head coach. This was oh, yeah. Georgetown uh, beating Houston 84-75. to 75. I believe Elijah Wan was on that Houston team. Patrick Ewing, too. Ewing, yep. yes. Ewing was the guy. Ewing was the player of the year. Yep. Um, you know, interesting, uh, uh, Joe, with, with Georgetown. John Thompson, of course, was the head coach there, went on. Uh, never re- would you say, is it fair to say that John Thompson never had as much success coaching in college basketball than he had in the early 80s period? Like, he kept going all the way through, like, I want to say, like, the early 2000s. He did. He had a, he had a couple of good teams in the, uh, in like, the mid-90s. Yeah, he had, a, he had a couple of decent teams, but it got... It certainly got worse as uh, as he went along there. Towards the end, it was terrible. But again, so, it wasn't the Big East anymore. Like, we knew it uh, growing up, so a lot changed. So I was in my 20s, and I covered a University of Miami versus Georgetown game. Mm. And I want, and I still have the program from that game. Uh, this was as, as the media. I came from the University of Florida. I came down to Miami. It must have been, you know, spring break probably. Uh, I got a credential. Mm-hmm. I went to the game. And uh, Georgetown was just so much better than Miami at that time. This was in the old Miami arena. Yep. And Miami beat Georgetown. And I went to the post game, and I asked John Thompson a question. I asked him, I'll never forget, do you think that Othella Harrington had a bad game, or do you think that he just wasn't making the most of his opportunities? And he paused, and he stared at me, and he said, yeah, Othella Harrington had a bad game, if you don't know the game <laughs> and he stared at me and he just stopped and he didn't say a word like just to stick it to me love it and then i go back to school the next day back right. to college i'm getting calls from everybody the next day now this is before you know satellite radio right. this is before podcast radio 
on the local radio station, one of the hosts on 560 is doing a two-hour show about what a jerk John Thompson was to this kid reporter. I who love was at it. The, and love and it. everyone is calling me saying, what did you say? What did you say? What I'm did like, you do? I, I just asked him about Othello Harrington. That was all I did. That is it great. Was, and it was a legitimate question. I think Harrington, like, we could probably even box score that. I can probably was, find it. Yeah, exactly. He, he didn't have a good game. And, yeah. and I just, you know, because it was shocking. I mean, Georgetown at the time was probably, like, the top 10 team in college basketball. Yeah. It was Iverson and Harrington. Those were two good players. Miami had who? Constantine Popa? Like, they had nothing. If you don't know the game. Yeah, what, what does that mean? It, it, yeah, so listen. He, he was taking he advantage sucked. of a young kid. Like, he looked at me, and he's like, who's this kid asking the question? So I never liked John Thompson after that point. One of the few times. Look, I've been insulted before mm-hmm. as a uh, kid reporter, as an adult reporter, but that was just a shot, like an ungiven, an unwarranted shot at right. me. Like there was like, just how no dare reason you? to do that. Yeah. How dare you ask about him? Yeah, well, he sucked. Yeah, the, uh, that was the first time I was I was taking a shot at. The only other, now I've been taking legitimate shots at, mm-hmm. the only other time that somebody hit me with one of those, again, similar, Okay. was uh, when the Buccaneers were playing the Vikings. Okay. And it was Tony Dungy's first season in uh, in the NFL coaching. Okay. Old pewter. Uh, not the pewter. The old uniforms. The right. creamsicles. The Bucks start off 0-5. They're hosting the Vikings. Vikings at the time are good. This is Randy Moss. This is uh, Carter, Brad right. Johnson, right. Robert Smith. This is a you know, good football team, right? Like, really good Vikings team. Probably ends up going 10-6, 11-5. Uh, they go into Tampa. Uh, Vikings are 10, minus 10. They lose the game outright. Buccaneers win their first game with Trent Dilfer. On, uh, and, you know, Eric Red work done, all stop. First game, they win. Wow. Post game after, uh-huh. I do the Bucs. Then I go over to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And Chris Carter's there. Now, keep in mind, Chris Carter and Tony Dungy, they're best friends. Um, I already know where this is going. Go ahead. They're, be- they're best. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're really good friends. Remember, mm-hmm. Tony Dungy, before he was with Tampa, defensive backs coach with the Vikings. Correct. Yep. So mm-hmm. uh, I asked Chris Carter after the game. I'm like, listen, uh, like a couple questions. I, I was not the first question. Listen, uh, Chris, you know, I know it's a tough loss. You know, you guys lost. Is there any piece of you, though, that is at least happy for your you know, friend, you know, your former coach, Tony Dungy, who right. got the uh, first win as a Buccaneers head coach? And? Chris Carter stares at me. He oh, gives, no. He gives me this big stare. He's like, I'm here to win. I don't care what is happening on the other side. I don't care who it is. I don't care what it is. And he's like, that's a ridiculous question. No, I don't care about Tony Dungy winning and losing. I care about my team. I care mm-hmm. about me winning. And I was like, whoa. Wow. That, and that, of course, aired everywhere. Uh, as really well. hitting, You're really hitting home runs here, huh? <laughs> Okay, my third story before I uh, pissed off an athlete was, and it's a short story. It's just basically Alonzo Mourning thought I stepped on his foot in the in the locker room. Really? Yeah, yeah. He called me out on it. <laughs> he basically said, "You stepped on my Emmer effing foot, man. No. You gotta back off." You know? No. Yeah, he did. He apologized after. Who was it who stepped on it? Did you know? I don't know. All don't right, know. but it wasn't you. It though. was like a big playoff game that the Heat lost. Oh you know? no. Yeah, like I was there and I was like right in front of him. And uh, I backed off. I was like, sorry, he apologized, though, after. Was that like, the Hardaway days? The, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he was like, I'm sorry, you know, whatever. You know, the, and uh, the PR staff's amazing with the Heat, too. They're like, oh, yeah, sorry about they that. They know. Yeah. They've done yeah, they've been through like, a lot. I was like, no, it's okay. It's okay. Yep. Heat of the moment type thing. But it wasn't me, even. It like, wasn't, was exactly. Like, You'd yeah, admit I, it if it was. And this is going back 15 years. So I was, like, in shock. 
like, wow, that happened. So those are my three stories. But but I have no uh, hatred for Alonzo Mourning. Um, really none for Chris Carter, but John Thompson. Took John a, Thompson rubbed her wrong way. You did me wrong, uh, John Thompson. Uh, there was no reason for that. I was just uh, a kid. I was... Yeah, no, I, yeah, exactly. Was I even 21? I don't even think I was 21. Listen, if you got the Hank Goldberg or uh, or one of them on the uh, on the horn the next day on QAM telling they you, they were talking yeah. about, it. yeah, like everyone's calling Joe me, like, Rose, oh. yeah, Ed Kaplan, like, yeah, they were all they I, were all saying this this poor kid who was just covering the game, he was minding his own business, asked a good question, I crushed, just punched him in the face, crushed, ripped him in the, ripped him. There. I love it. I'm like, oh, okay, good, well, that's fine. All right, Love back it. to this day in uh, fantasy sports go. history we go. This is like Craig's storytelling show. Love it. Okay. 2001, which we, this was before Roger Clemens uh, retired, came back, retired, came back, retired, came back. Uh, this was 2001 with the Yankees, Joe. Mm-hmm. On April 2nd, 2001, he became the American League strikeout king. 3,509 strikeouts. We, we touched on Pete Rose yesterday. Right. Uh, Clemens and Bonds are coming up here for their 10th shot yep. next year at the Hall of Fame. I think they're going to get in. What they get, like 72% this past time? They need three more percent? Yep. Close. I think Clemens is going to get in. I think yeah. uh, Clemens and Bonds. You know, it's, it's, I mean, we talked about this yesterday. These are two, gr- two great players, two stats players. Yeah, some stuff went awry over the course of their career, but put them in the Hall of Fame. But it's so funny because uh, we have home run king, strikeout king, and, and hit king, by the way. All not in the Hall of Fame. That's a hell of, so you, if anybody who paid money uh, to go learn about the history of the game, you're not learning anything because they're not in there. No, they're not. <laughs> uh, NCAA basketball championship, mm. uh, the Gators had some run, uh, Joe. That, those, those kids that they had, really? Billy Donovan, you remember yeah. those back-to-back years in 2006, Absolutely. 2007? Yep. Uh, this was the second one, the NCAA basketball championship. Florida beats Ohio State by a final of 84-75. to Corey Brewer, mm-hmm. who had a cup of coffee in the NBA, I believe, with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves, yeah. They, yep. He had an okay career in the NBA, but more or less his career was made up of college basketball. But, uh, Joe, that was one of the best little dynasties of all time in college basketball. Uh, uh, Noah, I believe, was on that yeah, team, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Back-to-back, basically bringing back all of their stars, and they ended up winning two championships out of it, and this yep. was the second one. And then the, the football A lot team of convicts in that one. A lot of future... Uh, was it really? Future undesirables. You remember, remember that you had Urban Meyer and Billy Donovan right around that same time there. Was, yeah, Urban uh, Meyer, they won the championship they, in football, Yeah, they too. were king of college in both of those sports, and... Yep, some questionable recruiting practices, but hey, who am I? All right, 2019, this is last year, Russell Westbrook in a win over the Lakers, 116 to 103. Boy, do I miss the NBA after seeing this stat line. Yeah. 20 points, 21 rebounds, 20 assists. Are you kidding me? I don't even remember this happening last year, Joe. Russell Westbrook had 20 points, 21 rebounds, and 20 assists in a game. And they lost by 30. (laughs) That was a story. It's just about Westbrook right there. Yeah, that was the story there. So any of those days, uh, you know, come to mind there? Uh, yeah, I remember Clemens. Yep, I remember that championship with uh, with Georgetown. It was uh, uh, both of those guys. Could you imagine uh, having the opportunity to see uh, both Elijah Wan and Patrick Ewing? And those of you that didn't get to see either play uh, growing up, uh, that was that was when big men meant everything in the NBA. And, and those were two of the game's best. I mean, Ewing was about as dominant, as good as he was in the NBA. He was even better in college at Georgia. No, he, oh, he was, I yep. think he was better in college than yep. he was in the NBA. I mean, NBA, he had some really good years. 
Um, he was the best player on the Knicks for a number of years, too. That was the first draft, remember? That was the uh, the envelope. That was that where they, they thought it was fixed, right? That they got the the, the, uh, the, the, the Knicks pick. got the envelope, yep. All right, so those are the things that happened in sports history in the past. Now, you guys are always waiting for this. How Double? about the birthdays? The My big favorite. birthdays from April 2nd. Man, I'm waiting for that one day where we get the big birthday. Yep. Today is not that day. Nope. 1945, Don Sutton, who is a great pitcher, oh, underrated yeah. pitcher for many years in Major League Baseball. Better broadcaster. Unbelievable broadcaster <laughs> who I loved seeing every time he visited South Florida with the Marlins. I went to see him every single time and talked yep. to him every single time. And I think, that, I think he's done. I don't think he's broadcasting anymore. Of course, uh, unbelievable pitcher. A pitcher who pitched 25 years in the big leagues. Houston yep. Astros, Milwaukee Brewers. Dodgers, too. Angels. Wasn't he? Was, yeah. And, yeah, that was the one that he started off with, and he was amazing with yep. the, uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. I as think well. the Yankees got him, too, at the end. I'd have to check that. I think I, I feel mean, like every pitcher ended up with the Yankees at the end. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I remember the hair, the curly hair, man. Yes, I, that's I, right. I, I, would, I will venture to say Don Sutton. Towards the end there, spent a couple of years with George and uh, company there at uh, when the Yankees were terrible. In the- oh, no, no Yankees, actually. So, um, no? No, he, he was with the Dodgers from 66 to 80. Okay. Oh, wow. He was there. Houston, 81-82. Milwaukee, 82. Must have been traded halfway through. Right. 82, 83, 84. 85 with Oakland. I don't remember that. Oh, and, and then from Oakland to the back to the Angels for 85, oh, Angels. 86, 87, right. 80. Yep. 23 years. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. And then from the right from there, really, to the broadcast booth. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Both TV and radio. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Always a big, big fan of Don Sutton. Yep. I, I, hope, awesome. I hope everything's uh, going well for him. Uh, the picture you see there on your screen, how about this guy? 1966, Bill Romanowski, Super Bowl champion, played for many years with the Broncos yep. and, of course, the San Francisco 49ers. And he was one of those players, Joe, that we just do not see anymore in the NFL. He's the guy on the other side that's the nasty player, the yep. player that you don't want to face. And, of course, for good reason, they soften the NFL. They don't want those injuries. But yep. when this guy was coming your way, Bill Romanowski, you got out of the way. The best. One of the uh, big, high-motor kind of guys, sideline to sideline, coverage. And uh, you did not want to go over the middle with Bill Romanowski there. I can promise you that. He was uh, one of the meanest SOBs, but uh, played with a lot of really good teams, guys. And uh, he was a big, sought-after linebacker in his day. Great just a guy you definitely wanted to play with, not against. Yep, we were both champion a couple different times. Yep. Den- Denver and San Francisco, I believe. That's correct. All right, and finally, uh, 1997, we, we dipped into the baseball pool uh, here. Is that your hacker? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> it could be. 2007, maybe. <laughs> Austin oh. Riley of the Atlanta Braves yeah. was born in 1997. And as we kind of go on with no baseball... Yeah. Uh, Austin Riley, Joe, when he came up last year, mm-hmm. just went on an absolute tear. Yeah, the Braves. Right. He had yep. like 20 home runs in two months, and yep. then he fell off that cliff and struck out a ton in the second half of his season, which was basically August and September. In fact, they were sitting him a lot toward the end of the year. So, well, that's uh, it's because they, they uh, pitchers, it's funny, they, they got this thing called video, and then they watch. Adjust. And they, yeah, adjust. 
Welcome, welcome to the bigs, young man. Welcome to the big. Okay. All right, we'll take a quick timeout on fantasy sports today. Back with plenty more. We got a lot to touch on here on the show. We're going to do some sports movies, mm. talk a little uh, football as well as check in with uh, Gray Albright from Rasball. Don't go away. We'll be right back. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Bish along with Joe Ranieri with you here on the show as we continue on. This is April the 2nd, 2020, and you're watching Fantasy Sports Today right here on SportsGrid. And, of course, uh, we cover all sports here on the show, although not a lot going on. A very interesting uh, post was made on Twitter and Instagram uh, in case you missed it yesterday. Lamar Jackson arguably had one of the best seasons for a quarterback that we've seen maybe in the last decade. And, of course, is a South Florida resident, mm -hmm. Joe, just like you and I, yeah. posting a picture with none other than uh, Antonio Brown. I and can't. Hollywood Brown, too. Hollywood Brown, too. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man, you got to be kidding me. Could you imagine? Just, just, I just got to throw it out there. Could you imagine both Browns and Lamar Jackson? Uh, if this was a sprint uh, or the Olympics, I don't think anybody... Uh, uh, my, my, on this squad right here, they would win a relay. They would win just about anything. I just don't know that they'd win on the football field. Yeah, so uh, look, I mean, a as we go on here, Joe, like, I mean, of all, of all places, oh. when you think about it, I mean, Steelers fans would have a really hard time with this one, but any shot that this is the next landing spot for uh, Antonio Brown? I, listen, they're already having a hard time on social media, Steelers fans. Uh, they are already screaming and going, no, no, don't let it happen, don't let it happen. Uh, I wasn't aware that there was a relationship uh, between them at all. Actually. South Florida, you know, yeah. I guess that's it. I mean, they're neighbors, I get that. It, you know, AB's uh, right around your neck of that woods. I know uh, Lamar is from Boynton, I believe, Boynton Beach uh, in the South Florida area up in Palm Beach County. So uh, other than that, I've never, ever seen that connected. So it, it certainly makes for great what ifs, that's for great sure. Great discussion. Yeah. yeah. But I don't even, is he even been cleared yet? Like, uh, I, oh, no. I still think AB's on that commissioner exemplar. So I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how he gets back into the NFL. First thing is you need a team. But you also need the NFL to clear them, and I still haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, no, I haven't either. And, and look, the, the situation with Antonio Brown is pretty much as follows. If the guy decides that he wants to play and can leave all the other stuff out, he's going to be probably a top two or top three receiver in the NFL. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, we just haven't seen that. I mean, even in that very short period of time that he played with the Patriots, he looked really good as well. Baltimore, though, in particular, is kind of intriguing. Yep. because. You know, for me, Lamar Jackson's number one target last year, Joe, if I'm not mistaken, was Mark Andrews, their tight end. Yep. So I, I, I would guess that Baltimore could attack that position in the draft, but maybe this is simply another way that they could fortify it. But you're right. I mean, a big part of that with him being cleared to return. 
I don't, you know, usually, and it's funny because Harbaugh is not that, uh, he tends to give guys a little bit of rope to hang himself, but he doesn't let them uh, stick around all that often. So I'd be shocked if, uh, if that was a move they'd be willing to make. But you know what? I mean, let's take a, this is not very social distancing. I'm just going to say it right now. <laughs> all right. I'm too. just yeah. throwing it out there, man. That is not uh, social distancing the way we understand it. So, and that was obviously taken, I believe, today. So, interesting. Yeah. I wonder what field that's out. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Brown lives in Hollywood, which is where I live, actually, too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, I'll have to keep an eye out. That. Uh, and Lamar is down in the area, but it's, uh, that's very interesting that, uh, that that's what. That's what's going on there, and the fact that they even took the picture and put it out there. And I do believe that was A.B.'s phone, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that was A.B. who posted I don't think Lamar posted it. I think A.B. It's Hollywood did. Brown on the Twitter. Oh, Hollywood. So Hollywood. All right, so his brother did. Yeah, because I didn't see Lamar. That didn't come from Lamar necessarily. So interesting, uh, interesting enough. And I'll tell you this, too. The Internet always wins. Uh, apparently, well, this time of the year, this is all we got. Oh yeah. Well, apparently Nelson Aguilar was there as well. Oh uh, yeah. Funny, very, very funny. Good job there. Look at Joe. That is just priceless. So we should just show images throughout the whole show. <laughs> exactly. I mean, really, we're, we're down to that. Well done, though. Well, well, well done. But uh, let's let's just for Ravens' sake, let's hope not. Uh, that's although he can. He can help a team, gonna, but it's got to be the right. Gonna, I think when he returns to the NFL, mm. I do think it'll be next year. But I think he's going to get suspended. I, I think that he's going to. I mean, after everything that happened, I mean, he may not get eight games, but I think he's going to get suspended for a couple games going into next year. Well, I can tell you this: he ain't going to uh, New England anymore. So that's no, out of New England is done. Yeah. Tampa's apparently done, right? Yes. Yeah. We know Pittsburgh's done. That's correct. So there's not a lot left. The only place he's going to end up with is oh wait, the Raiders. No, he was there. That's done Raiders too. Are yeah. done too. Yeah, the Raiders. You keep it. Listen, Joe. We got to go down. We got to like figure out a spot for this guy. Detroit. <laughs> Patricia. I don't think would. I don't think he'd tolerate him. I, that would be. Uh, I wouldn't mind a Green Bay. I. Uh, yeah, it's not a bad one. But, you know, Green yeah. Bay between him and uh, uh, that would be actually pretty Adams, good. Devontae yeah. Adams. Yeah, that would be a good fit. Would you even draft him though? Like, would you even put him on a fantasy team? If no. he was like, let's say, uh, good to go, would it? Would you even? Would you? Even I took him in the fire? first round of a, oh. of a draft last year, an early draft. It was like a, it was no money or anything, but like still, like yeah. I was derailed from yeah. day one. Yeah, yeah, that you, was, you don't I was, recover I had the twelfth pick or something, yep. and so I, t- I took him and another receiver. I think it was Evans back to back. Right, but you lose your first pick in a fantasy football draft. Yeah, I mean, you remember a couple of years ago, Joe, and now it's been like three or four, but remember David Johnson coming off the unbelievable year he had was the first pick overall, got hurt the first game, missed the whole year. Correct. Yeah, and we had that Madden curse going for a long time, too, didn't we? Uh, yeah. If you ended up on the cover, you uh, you ended up on the, uh, you know, in the IL, and that was it. See you later. Bye-bye. Uh, yeah. Thanks so much. Hard to overcome that, for yep. sure. Yep. Uh, you know, interesting story also coming out of Pittsburgh, saying basically it's very unclear if they're, and speaking of uh, Hollywood Brown, mm-hmm. uh Speaking of which, the the chances of of them signing Juju Smith Schuster to a long term deal appear to be at least scuttled for the time being. You know, Juju two years ago, aside Antonio Brown, Joe mm-hmm. had that unbelievable year. I mean, I, I could understand them wanting to wait, but I'm basically chalking up Juju's year last year to not having Ben Roethlisberger. I Mason Rudolph was one of the you know 
lowest ranked quarterbacks that started in the NFL last year. Mm-hmm. And and he was so bad that they went to uh, Duck Hodges. Duck Hodges, I thought, was even worse than him. Yep. They, they had no options there. Whatever happened to Pitt? Remember how Pittsburgh used to dig deep and find, like, Dennis Dixon or Charlie Batch? What happened to them, man? Like, they well, they um, they traded the guy that had always been there for a while, Dobbs. I believe, yeah, right? Dobbs, right? Yeah, Dobbs. And I, that, and boy, I, I know they were regretting that. But they really... Listen, I give them credit. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't good with Big Ben early on, even before he got hurt too. If uh, if we remember correctly, there were some still question marks about uh, Big Ben's health. Maybe the year off helps him. I I you know, 38 years old. We're looking at Rivers at the end of the road. Eli's gone now. Big Ben uh, with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. It's going to be very interesting to see what kind of early part of the season Roethlisberger has. And does taking a year off, does it pay its time? I don't know. I, I don't know if these guys are going to be able to come back and be even close to what they, uh, what they once were. It's going to be interesting to find out with the abbreviated preseason now, less time to be able to practice and get together. Um, Steelers, thank goodness they got a good defense. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, Lee Steinberg represents uh, Tua Tagovailoa, who is going to be a very high pick in the upcoming NFL draft. Yep. And NFL Network, good to see them, by the way, back up and running. They took a week or two off to kind of get their host situated. They're, you know, doing a lot of the same stuff that we are, uh, broadcasting from their house. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, it's kind of it came out of nowhere for everyone. We're lucky here at SportsGrid that we kind of had this capability to start with, and yep. now everybody is is uh, is broadcasting. But NFL Network wasn't really set up for uh, the home broadcast. Now they are. Uh, but in a broadcast yesterday, Joe, uh, Tua was on. And, yes. and basically said that, look, he's 100%. He can play right now. Uh, the quote was, uh, I feel 100%. I'd be able to go out and perform the same way I was able to perform in previous years. I'm as mobile as possible. I feel 100%. And he's been medically cleared. But as we've talked about here on the show, Joe, I mean, this is nice to say. And, of course, we're less than a month away from him being picked and chasing right. his dream. I would expect him to say nothing less. What is he going to say? Oh, I'm not really ready. Right. Exactly. So um, he's saying that, but I- I'm still of the opinion that whoever takes him, there's going to be a long learning quote. Well, we'll use the air quotes of the learning process, but I think that he is a non-factor on the field in 2020. I, I don't see how he can. I mean, listen, I appreciate it, but listen, the 10 seconds that I saw, uh, he's not even close to being 100%. I mean, sure, you could actually walk out onto the field and take a snap, but uh, that's not what people are going to take you, number two, three, one, two, three, four. Right. They're not going to take you uh, in the top five of the draft in hopes that uh, you can just merely take a snap. Uh, it's not going to happen. And listen, it shouldn't, we shouldn't expect that either. So I don't even know that that should be a realistic expectation on anybody's part, including his. Yeah. Um, interesting for uh, the Saints' perspective. We talked about the Saints yep. a little bit on the show yesterday. Uh, the Saints uh, had to find basically a, a makeshift headquarters. Yeah. And so they chose, Joe, uh, that their headquarters for the draft is going to be the Dixie Brewing Facility in New Orleans, which is also owned by their owner, Gail Benson, and, of course, is closed to the public. Yeah. So uh, they're trying to meet all the CDC regulations with this. They certainly can't go to uh, their facility in New Orleans. But what nope. better place to open up a brewery, Joe? Just like we usually go to watch the draft, the Saints are actually going to conduct their draft from there. It's kind of uh, it's kind of crazy. The Bensons own everything in New Orleans anyway, which is, uh, you know, also 
one of the hard hit areas right now with the uh, with the virus. And I, I'm going to be interested to see how they how they form and exactly who's in this war room. Like who is going to be there? You got to figure eight to ten people, right? So it has to be, yeah. are the Bensons going to be there? And if they are, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I don't. Uh, I don't. I doubt very much they're going to leave their compound where they are, but uh, it'll be interesting to see how they, each team really, for that matter, sets up their war rooms. Is it the coach? Is it the GM? Is it just the scouts? Like, who's in this room and influencing? Yeah. No, I mean, they have to make some big decisions mm-hmm. with that, too. And a lot of this, you know, inevitably, look, not everybody is Jerry Jones, who's the GM and the owner. Right. But a lot of the times that the owner is going to be the one to make the final call on a first round pick. The right. president will make call the GM, but they'll mm-hmm. clear it with the owner beforehand. And and uh, and it's funny that the Saints are going to be doing this from not even their location. Nope. But they picked a bar. I mean, what? I mean, New Orleans, of all places, you're going to pick a bar to do it. It makes sense, yep. you know, honestly, uh, for them as well. You know, we talked a little bit about some of the quarterbacks yesterday. Mm-hmm that are going to potentially be in the NFL draft. Another one came to mind to me that I wanted to mention. I saw play a little bit last year, although the games were late. Uh, Cole McDonald of Hawaii, uh, basically last year, Joe, was probably a top 10 quarterback in college yep. football, but he's probably like more of a second-day pick, it seems like, at this yep. point. And and I don't know that the trust factor is there uh, as well for you. Um, do you like have a, an order that you kind of feel that these guys are going to go in terms of the draft? And is there anyone outside of those top three that we keep talking about between Tua, Herbert, and then Jordan Love that you think even has a chance to sniff the first couple of rounds? Yeah, well, I mean, it all depends. Uh, and we've seen it before where if, uh, you know, if Easton out of uh, Washington or, or Fromm out of Georgia, uh, right. or even Jalen Hurts for that matter, uh, I know. I don't the, know why he doesn't get any love at all. He was good quarterback in college wherever he went, yeah, Alabama right. and even at Oklahoma. I mean, I mean, Jalen Hurts essentially had the season that Kyler Murray had last year. Why aren't they talking about him at all? And well, that's the thing that that uh, intrigues me because usually it's the guys that get the most hype that don't end up exactly going where they thought, and the guys that nobody talks about. We know there's one every year, every draft. Right. There's a guy that just. Nobody, nobody, I had no idea he was even uh, interested, you know? I mean, Trubisky, I had no idea. Yeah, we didn't hear about Trubisky's name until like two months. Exactly. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see because, uh, listen, they moved up. Lamar Jackson, obviously, is kind of shaping and changing. It is a, uh, certainly a copycat league. So maybe Jalen Hurts is a guy that can certainly run the same style of offense that a Lamar Jackson is running. Uh, so it would be interesting to see if somebody takes a flyer on him, maybe at the end of the first round, early second round. Uh, but he's another guy. I mean, the total is four and a half for quarterbacks in the first round. That's what the prop bet is, is four and for, a half. For which ones? For, uh, for total amount of quarterbacks. Oh, four and a half in the first in the round? the first round, exactly wow. correct, okay. yes. Oh, so, so I mean, I know, I know the three, but that means that there's a possibility of at two least two. Yeah, yeah, from Eason, um, and of course, you know, well, I just got the other three. Oh, well, Burrow, well, Burrow would be the first for sure. Burrow's hers, right? And Tua, right? Herbert, and then from Lo- and Love. Love, yeah, Love, um, Jalen Hurts, and Jacob and, Eason. And Eason. Okay, yep. yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess there is. A, yep. You know, I didn't really think there'd be that many this year going it's in there. Loaded but... with quarter, but the question is, though, I just don't trust any of them. Though I got, I don't. I mean, outside of Burrow, I mean, I, I think Sorry. two will be great too. But I really am. I, I would rather get a guy later on and take a crack at that. Well, I, I saw all those guys play right? all the time in college. I mean, listen. I mean, Herbert played behind. 
the same offensive line for three straight years, five guys, left right. tackle, right tackle, guard, guard, center. Mm-hmm. He wasn't touched for yep. three years at Oregon. And he, yeah, look, he was snap. okay. He yep. was okay. Yep. But, I mean, you put you put the same offensive lineman behind any quarterback in college, that guy's going to mm-hmm. probably be a star. Yep. I mean, and I don't know. I'm not that impressed. Maybe it's just me. You, you, and, you and I both know a lot of the success of, of these quarterbacks that get drafted has a lot to do with where they land and who the coaching is and what the playing opportunities are. It's not just all ability, because I think it's safe to say, listen, Herbert's got all ability. He's, he's a six foot four, six foot five guy. He's got a cannon of an arm. We watched him run. They didn't let him run at Oregon uh, all those years because, you know, they didn't want to risk anything. But we right. saw it in the Rose Bowl. All of a sudden, this guy's outrunning everybody. So he's got legs. He's athletic. Where he goes, I think, is going to determine all of these guys, uh, whether it's make or break. And it's going to be interesting. I think Jalen Hurts is a good football player. I think that's a – I could see somebody like Bill Belichick at number 23, 24, somewhere in there. Uh, I could see Bill Belichick, and you'll know what he thinks of Jared Stidham. Does he take a quarterback? Does he like Love? Is he still available? Does he like, uh, you know, Eason Fromm? Yeah. It's going to be, he usually does that, like Garoppolo, you know, he took, he, it's right in that first two rounds. It'll be interesting to see if he goes quarterback. If he doesn't, in this draft class, with the guys that are available, I think it's, I think it's, he's sold on Jared Stidham. Could be. Okay, that'll do it for hour number one of Fantasy Sports today. We got plenty more to come. Some good baseball movies to talk about. Maybe something to give Ooh. you guys to watch over the next couple of weeks. Stay tuned. More FST, Joe Ranieri, Craig Mish. This is Sports Grid, our 24-hour sports gambling, wagering, fantasy network. We'll be back right after this. Don't go away. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com.